During the pandemic, adoption rates of dogs skyrocketed, and now those owners are spending money on caring for and pampering their puppies. Today, we talk to the president of a high-tech dog collar company that's helping dog owners to contain and track their pooches. Hello, I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business New Hampshire Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Matt, we, I, think, I feel like, this is so funny, I feel like we can only talk about pets as our, you know, getting to know one another and, and our listeners getting to know us. Like, we can't talk about anything else. It's, you know, our guest obviously is is uh, running this this great company that is, in a way, helping pets, right? So, um, do you have any pets? Right now, we just have the guinea pig. Um, oh, with, gosh. Okay, well, let's, I, I mean, let's, let's give some, you know, let's give some respect to the guinea pig. What's the guinea pig's name? Uh, Parabelle. She was a pandemic pet. So my sister, we were petless and uh, my sister got a pandemic puppy and uh, not a great uh, conducive uh, partner for a guinea pig. So she asked us if we would like to adopt. So, so you did. got a guinea pig and she got a puppy. The boys wanted a pet and oh. we were not for, for, for puppy power yet. So uh, we got caramel and, uh, you know, and now I am the snack servant for this little fur ball. Every oh time God. I come down the stairs, she barks at me for food. They make noise? They do this oh. like high dick kind of thing. Oh dear. I mean, I mean, isn't that <laughs> lovely and endearing? <laughs> we, um, we have, we, we don't have any guinea pigs um, in, in a way. I think I might be thankful for that. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they're lovely. Um, but we do have a, well, we have a, um, a close to one and a half year old golden retriever whose name is Moose, um, who depending on his, his day may or may not be up for adoption. Oh, <laughs> um, well, but he's sweet. He's a sweet my boy. Be happy to take them. Oh, you say that. Oh my God. Um, as I long as they can, as long as they can run them. Oh my God. Um, but we had, um, we had, when I first met my wife, we had a, she had a golden retriever named Harley and he was amazing and like low key and just like really almost human. So that was cool. Um, and I grew up with rabbits and cats. I don't like cats anymore, but I grew up with like, my dad had all these rabbits. We had one point we had like 30 rabbits outside. Why that was a good idea. I don't know. Um, but some of them were named Stu. Ha ha ha. And some of them were not. So, um, that was that's that's my life. No no yeah, guinea we pigs were though. Primarily dog people growing up with one cat in between, and you know they always had um, personality. I don't know if they our pets happened to be crazy or our family drove them there, but like <laughs> you know we had you know we we had a uh, a golden retriever at one point and uh, it was food crazy. I walked into the kitchen one day and my dad had been um, toasting in the toaster oven a, a bagel. Max got up on the counter, whacked the door down with his paw, stole the bagel. And, you know, all I could do at that point is just applause. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, Good for it. you, Max. Right. You know, get up there, get that bagel. You want it, you go get it. That's oh, right. man. Yikes. <laughs> All right, um, another rabbit hole here on BizCast NH, as usual, but let's get right to our guest. Jennifer Joyce is president of Spot On Fence, an innovative dog GPS fence. She joined Spot On in late 2019, bringing over 15 years of consumer experience to the team of engineers from the defense industry. She's helped founders scale a number of consumer startups across a variety of industries, including online gaming, wine, 
retail, travel, and pet products. In 2010, she had a successful exit with Everest Gaming, a European online gaming company that sold for over $160 million. She has an MBA from the MIT Sloan School of Management and a BA from Cornell University. She outranks all of us and she's here with us. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, we can't get too far off that pet conversation with ask, without asking you about your pets. Do you have pets? Yes, of course. Um, we have two adorable French bulldogs. They're Ooh. very mischievous. <laughs> they... Uh, <laughs> They like to chew anything, and our female, Lucy, we have a bell. We've bell trained them for potty training, so they ring a bell to go outside. But Lucy has figured out the bell is useful for other things. She (laughs) rings it if she wants treats. She rings it if her brother's doing something bad. She rings it if she doesn't like the food selection of the day. (laughs) And pretty much whenever she's dissatisfied with the household, she rings the bell. She sounds like she might run the household almost. This Pre- is great. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. she is oh my. All kinds of awesome. God. Yeah. <laughs> the French so bulldogs awesome. have really great, funny, funny personalities. So they're, I, they're great. That is so funny. I love that. Now it's like, do I want a French bulldog so we can bell train it for things? It's <laughs> so fantastic. Again, another rabbit hole here at BizCast and H. Let's do some, some digging into uh, Jennifer. Jen, can I call you Jen or is it Jennifer? What sure, do you like? Either. I okay. go by either. Okay, good. Some people call me Nate. Some people call me Nathan. It doesn't matter. As my dad said, you just don't, don't call me late for dinner, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us first about Spot on Fence, um, what the company, what, what differentiates this product from, we'll say in quotes, all the other dog fences out there, right? First, sure. let's get into that and then we'll get into a whole bunch of other stuff. We got time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So we um, basically took uh, dog containment and made it completely wireless so that you don't have to actually, you know, what are the other options if you want to contain your dog, for example, in your backyard, right. you could build a wood fence, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can be expensive depending on how big your yard is, what materials you use. Also, you know, a pain, especially if you're the one building it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other option, if you didn't want to build a fence, um, would be to bury a wire uh, for a brand like Invisible Fence. So mm. you bury a wire and that um, system will also contain your dog by using radio frequencies that speak to a collar yeah. and um, works somewhat similar, similarly to ours. But we saw the the idea of having to dig a trench and bury a wire mm. as very arduous or if you pay someone to do it, it's quite expensive. Yeah. So we were, we were able to use GPS technology and basically put all of this on a collar that your dog wears so that if you want to contain your dog, for example, in your backyard, you just walk the perimeter of the yard, you set it as a fence on the system, and then the system communicates with GPS satellites um, while while your dog's wearing the collar. Mm -hmm. And as you get close to the boundaries, the dog will hear a bunch of alert and warning tones, which you train it to understand mean turn around. And then at the boundary, if they still try to go over the boundary, you can... um, have it issue either a vibration, which can be very um, effective in deterring dogs, or a static correction. And it's truly very effective at containing your dog. And the advantage is that it's all in a wireless system, which is super easy to set up, just takes a few minutes. And then also if you travel or you move, you can take it with you. So if you build a wood fence or you bury a wire fence, (laughs) it's not, you can't take it with you. So with with ours, if you have a second home, you go rent an Airbnb, you go to your mom's for Thanksgiving, you can just set it up right there. That's really cool. I love that. Um, What's sort of the ideal customer in terms of like, 
the uh, the size of the lot and, and things like that. How do you define that ideal customer? Yeah, so it does use GPS and GPS is a great technology, but it's not perfect. So there is some shift that happens. So if you set up the boundaries, you could expect, even though we have a very high quality GPS antenna and hardware, you could still expect it to shift three to 10 feet. So in general, the system really works best for people who have larger properties mm. of at least a half an acre or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for people who have multiple acres, to some extent, this is really the only option because if you have five acres, building a, a wooden fence would be you know, extremely expensive. Built, bearing a wire probably wouldn't work. So mm. um, our option, the people that have you know, larger properties, five, 10 more acres, um, really find our product to be the best solution and a godsend really to allow their dogs to run around. Right, right. Because you're, in, you're into it for like tens of thousands if you're fencing and this and that. But yeah. So how did, who started this company? How, how did the technology in the company come about? Yes. Yeah, so it's founded uh, originally by Ken Selinsky. He is a serial entrepreneur from the Manchester area who founded um, Insight Technologies, which was a defense um, technical technology company. Uh, he was talking to his irrigation specialist about how they were having all these problems with the buried wire invisible fences breaking or, um, you know, people run over them with a lawnmower. And Ken thought, hey, you know, this really doesn't need to be a buried wire. We have GPS. Why can't this just be all in a dog collar? So he tagged um, an engineer that worked for him previously at Insight Technology by the name of Sung Vivathana. And the two of them really hatched up this uh, product and, and, and brought it to market. Nice. Nice. I love defense manufacturing to high-tech dog collars. Yes. Uh, so how did you come into the company and what, what attracted you to taking on this particular type of company? You've got such a varied background. Yeah, so I met them in the fall of 2019. They had just launched the prior January and the product was getting traction and they had actually won some um, nice awards from various organizations. But what they were sort of lacking was the marketing knowledge and the commercialization knowledge because neither of them had worked in the consumer product field before. My background really is um, primarily marketing, but also operations for consumer products or consumer services. And so when I met with them, it just seemed like a perfect marriage in terms of their technical ability and the fact that they had invented this product that never existed before. And then my track record of having helped grow other consumer product companies. Um, And as you mentioned, many different industries, but a lot of the elements are the same really um, when you bring a product to market is really understanding who your target customer is, what they want, and designing a product or service that meets those needs. And those were all the same principles that we, we followed for this product. That's awesome. It's kind of like knowing your knowing your strengths and weaknesses and then just filling in otherwise. That's that's perfect. You know, they're on the back end and you're on the, you know, front yeah. end per se. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that, you know, they had won some awards and um, I must mention, of course, that uh, you were spot on, was recently named the Business New Hampshire Magazine number one lim- women-led business, congratulations, and yeah, the number you. one company to watch in New Hampshire. So there's clearly some some momentum here. Um, I think I saw a figure that said you experienced a 275% increase in revenue. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, we've been growing really rapidly and getting how, a lot of traction. How the heck 
did you do that? That's, um, <laughs> I, I love that. That's, that's so huge. Tell us a little bit about the tactics, about what you were doing, you know, it, it, for the company and with the company uh, to, to get to that number. That's a big deal. Yeah. So when I joined, I, as I mentioned, had a consumer marketing background. And so we really changed the approach of how we were going to market um, from a consumer perspective. We were targeting um, the wrong customers. We did, I did a bunch, personally did a bunch of customer interviews when I first started with our existing customers. And then we also did some market research just with dog owners in general. And we really honed in on who our target customer um, is, which is, which are people that are, you know, own a, a couple of acres. They have a dog and they really just want their dog to be able to run free. They don't want to have to babysit their dog every minute. They want them to enjoy their land just as much as they do. And so we were able to really hone in on that customer. And then once we really knew who our real customer was, develop better messaging and marketing that spoke to them. Um, We also made a bunch of adjustments to the marketing channels. So uh, previ- pre- prior to me joining, we they had spent some money on um, radio and TV, and we just weren't ready for that. We needed to put the foundational digital channels like search engine optimization and even just paid social and paid search in place. So we did all of that in um, 2020, um, and we've just been able to um, optimize that ever since and, That's and awesome. been really successful with That's it. That's awesome. And a really, a, a really, I love that you said foundational because it's a lot of the work that I do with Cardinal, but um, a great message for our, our listeners too is that foundational things, you you know, if they can't find your website, they're not going to find you. And that's not good, especially in a digital world of buying and and all of that. So a great message. Um, Speaking of the pandemic, you did a lot of that in 2020. You said, um, did you experience a boost in in sales in that way um, due to dog adoption and, and pet adoption during the pandemic? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure a good portion of that was was that. I mean, you just have to look at the figures to to know that 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 was happening at the same time. Mm. Um, but absolutely, uh, more people adopting dogs, and also more people. Even in the last, you know, ten or years or so, the more humanization of dogs, where dogs really are a family. I think it's something like over eighty-five percent of people let their dogs sleep in their bed. So um, <laughs> the dog, when I was growing up, I lived on a, I grew up on a farm. The dog lived outside; it did not live inside. That, that's completely changed. Um, you know, nowadays a lot, most family dogs li- live inside, and and like I said, over you know, a very high percentage sleep in the bed. Yeah. And the other 15% are the, of the dog parents going, trying to get them out of the bed and then getting back in the bed and going, maybe we should really let him in the bed. It's okay. He's part of the family. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to delve in. Um, and I know Matt wants to ask you some more questions too, but I want to delve in a little bit to you and, um, in, you know, in, in the bio, we mentioned that you have a MBA from MIT Sloan, which is amazing. And, and, um, a BA from Cornell. Um, where did you grow up? Who are you? And you know, what, what makes you tick and, and why did you essentially get into the business that you got in that led you to here? Tell us a, a bit more about you. Sure. So I actually grew up in Oregon on a Christmas tree farm. Um, so we had a we had a 500 acre Christmas tree farm wow. that um, my parents ran. So that I really grew up doing that and working there. I actually wasn't allowed to have any other jobs besides working for them on the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> I really not. just wanted to work, you know, at the local retail store. But mm-hmm. um, so I grew up doing that, and um, I ended up coming out east for for school. Um, mm. I think I was just looking to. Um, 
to expand my horizons, meet people from different backgrounds, things like that, and and ended up staying out here. In terms of getting into this kind of a business, um, I did business, uh, I did consulting when I first graduated from undergraduate and just really loved, especially the marketing side of it. Mm-hmm. And after business school, I got a job at Staples in their strategic planning department doing business consulting. And then I moved into wow. a marketing role there and just love, I love the immediacy of marketing. You send out an email, you get revenue, mm-hmm. you, you run an ad, you, you know, see the results. So I've all, I always liked marketing. And then I also, I think like the psychology of trying to figure out the, the target customer. And so that's sort of what my passion is. I'm not as affixed to a specific industry. Mm-hmm. I find I've done a number of different industries and it's always just so fascinating to learn about those target customers and figure out how to, to message them in the right way. Cool. Cool. We'll be right back with Jennifer Joyce. McLean Middleton is a full-service law firm with over 100 attorneys and 25 paralegals throughout its five offices in Manchester, Concord, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. For over 100 years, they've been providing exceptional legal services to businesses, individuals, and nonprofit organizations across the region. Visit McLean.com for a complete list of practice areas and attorneys. We're back with Jennifer Joyce, president of Spot on Fence. So Jennifer, um, I don't need to tell you, launching a consumer product can be one of the most difficult endeavors. Can you talk about what were some, have been some of the biggest challenges the company has faced on this journey and what it's done to overcome them? Sure. So we launched the first generation product in January 2019, and it was the first and only of its kind. And so we certainly didn't know what all the challenges were going to be or how customers were going to use it. So I would definitely say during 2019, 2020, we were gathering a lot of feedback, you know, observing how customers were using it. Certainly it was the first generation, different things were breaking and we were fixing. Um, So we definitely in that first generation had a lot of challenges, but the, the good part of that is we, in the last year and a half, took all of that feedback as well as additional market research and testing, and we just launched in January our Generation 2 caller, which we think we've addressed a lot of the challenges that we had with the first one. You know, we identified certain things that get a lot of use and that would break, so we've designed those out for Generation 2. Uh, technology has also changed. Um, this is a GPS and cellular-enabled cellular device, which which means that just like your phone, um, the technology uh, advances every year. So when we first launched, we were only able to launch with 2G and 3G cellular because that's all that was available for IoT devices. But now with Generation 2, we've incorporated 4G. Uh, also, we've been able to add an additional satellite constellation, which should make the GPS more accurate. So I would definitely say, uh, you know, the main challenge is we invented a product that didn't exist um, and it didn't work perfectly all the time and but mm-hmm. we learned our customers were super helpful and we learned a lot from that and we're able to redesign a product and we're really excited to launch that and get that out in the field and see if we were able to address um, all of the main issues that's wild um tell me this just because i don't know anything about it um in terms of the use of satellites does the company have its own satellites do you sort of you know, use satellites that are out there. How does that work? You said you added, you know, another constellation. Um, tell us more. 
Yeah, so it's, no, the satellites are run by different countries. So, um, for example, GPS, we, we talk about GPS, but GPS actually only refers to the U.S. government's satellites. Um, there are other ones like Baidu, which is China, um, things like that, GLONASS, which is Russia. So we have a satellite antenna that can communicate with the different satellite constellations that are circling the globe. And um, when we first launched the Generation 1, there were only three that we could communicate with. And now we've just added a fourth, which is China's Baidu. Interesting. See, again, this is like something I just, I don't understand, which is why I asked the question. Go ahead, Matt. So uh, are your customers primarily in the United States? Are you selling internationally? Uh, where, Where are you selling the product? Yes, just North America. We sell in the U.S. and Canada. We don't have any international plans right now because of the cellular carrier differences. So to go to Europe, we would have to design a slightly different product and get certified for those countries. So right now we're focused on North America. Neat. If you have um, like, I don't know, seven dogs, right? Say five dogs, five dogs. Um, Can they all have a collar and can it work? Uh, you know, can you have multiple pets on the, on the one system as it were in your, in your yard? No. So the system is contained on the collar and that's what enables it to be totally portable. So to take it to your mom's house, so they don't, it doesn't share any technology. Obviously you can have multiple dogs have each have their own collar, but you have to buy a system for each dog. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. It's like having a key to a car just because I have a key to a, you know, a Highlander doesn't mean I can get into every Highlander. Right. Right. Which would be interesting. Um, interesting. Okay, good. Well, see, she's, she's, she's helping me out, Matt. She's answering my questions. I love this just because we're getting to know here. This is cool. This is so cool. Um, here's the big one though. Maybe you can let some cats out of bags or dogs as it were. Um, what's next for this company? What's the next, uh, big thing on the horizon? Well, we have some great ideas for two new products. Uh, I can't say too much about them, oh, but I they are in the they are in the containment space, and they don't exist on the market today. Okay. Um, they would just be for different applications and potentially different target customers. Nice, but still, anything to contain children. <laughs> maybe someday not not currently in the product development plans <laughs> okay yeah, fair enough fair enough cool so, that's awesome so well we expect to see perhaps these new iterations coming mm. to market when we, when will we find out about them well our engineers are working on it right now and we're actually going to be opening up a bunch of new engineering job requisitions to hire up for to help build the products so i would expect to see them sometime in probably 2023 early nice. 2024 Nice. Matt, if you're looking for a career change, buddy, don't do it. Don't do it. I still need you. I need you on, on BizCast, man. No, don't become an engineer, okay? I, uh, there's no danger that I'm hoping my son will go in that direction. Okay, though. mine so too. Mine too. Old yeah. old age. <laughs> um, I'm asking this question a lot lately uh, of our guests because we noticed that when we turn off the microphone, there's this other stuff that comes out and there's these cool th- stories and whatnot. So tell us something that you would want the world to know that they don't know about you or spot on for that matter, but just like we turn the mic off. 
<laughs> See, now the pressure's on. Poor Jen. Well, so Spot On works with uh, a give back program, actually. We work with Michelson's Found Animals, and we donate thousands of microchips every year for shelter dogs so that if they do happen to get lost, that people can actually find them and return them to their owners. So we're really proud about that, and it's um, an important thing that we do, you know, kind of closing the loop in terms of lost dogs, which is what our product really is about, is preventing your dog from getting loose and getting um, getting lost. Cool. See? See, Matt? I'm glad we asked that question. I'm glad we asked. <laughs> now we know. Uh, Jennifer Joyce is president of Spot on Fence. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us, telling the story, and telling a bit about you, too. Great. Thank you. And now the buzz with Matt Mowry. So Nathan, yes, what made you take the leap and start your own business? Oh my God. Um, well, it was uh, it was a little bit of uh, of force <laughs> in that <laughs> actually for me, um, the the pandemic put an end to a previous career that I had with a nonprofit. Um, however, I had started Cardinal on paper, as it were, um, because I knew I wanted to do you know do more with small business, um, and so. I was out of a job in July of 2020, and I said, well, I have this infrastructure that I've created. I might as well build it, and now is the time. Yeah, I love hearing about what sparks people's entrepreneurial journeys. And uh, yours, you're not alone in catching that bug. In fact, a January survey from digital.com found that two in five Americans plan to start a business this year, and over half of those entrepreneurs will quit their current job within the next year. And so, you know, I think it's an important thing and this great resignation for employers keep in mind why they want to keep people on board because not only will they be losing these entrepreneurs from their workforce, they might indeed become their competitors. And that's the buzz. Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. I couldn't resist sharing this with you today, and it dovetails quite well with this week's buzz. Not so much a business tip as a business wow in this case. The U.S. Census Bureau reported in January of this year that there were over 5.4 million new business applications filed in 2021. That's huge. Okay, we thought that 2020 was big because that was 4.4 million, but 5.4 million. If you're doing the math, that's a million more. That's amazing. Um, and as reported by NPR, for comparison's sake, right, in 2019, before this thing we called the pandemic took over, 3.5 million businesses. Hmm. Interesting. These people are not only, however, those who lost jobs over the last couple of years, but these are people who are walking away from stable careers, right? Good for them. The great resignation, I mean, I hate labeling things, but it is but it, what it is, um, but the great resignation is becoming really, for me, it's the great opportunity, right? So friends and colleagues, follow your dreams and your passions, small steps, start with a solid foundation and think 10 times bolder. Thanks for joining me in the Cardinal Corner. See you next time. Find more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com or on social at cardinalconsultingnh. Thank you for joining us today. 
If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm.